You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how we doing? How we doing? Week one starts today to, uh, you know, the NFL season. It's going to be a long grind. Gonna hate myself. Probably week fifteen. Well, probably like last year. We'll uh, power through. But Look, I'm hyped for the NFL. The NFL season is. I told you this is like Christmas for me. I'm I'm very happy. We had college football last week, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, and like like Peter said, NFL football kicks off tonight. The Rams, uh, defending Super Bowl champions, are gonna host the Buffalo Bills as the opening NFL game. And we had a whole Sunday slate of games that we're gonna get into. We have a Monday night football game, so. NFL is back. Football is here. And look, it's been a long offseason. I feel like this offseason for the NFL was, I feel like it was pretty impactful. We saw a lot of player movement in terms of quarterbacks. I felt like the NFL draft was interesting. Uh, We had a lot of contract negotiations. We had a lot of stuff. And I felt like it was a pretty jam-packed offseason, but I'm glad it's over and I'm ready for some football. Right. NFL is king. NFL is king, Peter. But like I said, before we get into the NFL, uh, let's just touch on college football last week. Uh, Peter, we had Brandon Carr on a rough in the basket to preview and predict college football. And this past Saturday was college football week number one. Uh, the week prior was college football week zero, but everyone played in week one. And I don't know if you caught any of the games, Peter, but it was exciting. Uh, I watched a lot of college football. Uh, none of my parlays hit. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But How do you bet on uh, something else? Uh, I'll read you my parlay if I have it in front of me. I bet uh, Ole Miss. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. Ole Miss, the spread. I think they were minus 17 and a half or 19 and a half, something like that. And Peter, you can go look at their second half drives. They had turnovers after turnovers and they could not cover. And I was very upset. Uh, and then the other part of that parlay was Kentucky. I think I hit that one, but it didn't matter because of the Ole Miss. Then I did another parlay. I did the Boston College. Spread, BC lost to Rutgers. And then I did UCLA, of course, uh, their spread against Bowling Green and UCLA covered. So over two on my college football parlays, and uh, that that was unfortunate. But uh, in particular, Peter, uh, I think one of the best games probably of the college football season might have happened this past Sunday, and it was LSU Florida State. Did you see how that game ended? I did. I did. Crazy with the whole uh, missed extra point. The muffed punt. Uh, it, it was look. It was uh, Brian Kelly's first game at the, as the head coach at LSU, and I'm sure it has LSU LSU fans pretty pissed off because look, you got to win that game against Florida State. Florida State is not the program it used to be. That was a tough loss. I also really enjoyed the Florida Utah game. Carr came on the show and said Utah was going to make the college football playoff, and they had a tough loss against Florida. Now it doesn't necessarily eliminate them from the college football playoff, but it absolutely makes their journey a lot harder. Trying to think other, any other games stick out? Ohio State beat Notre Dame, 21 to 10. Watch that all. It's pretty good. I wasn't impressed with Ohio State. No, I was either. They're a high-power offense. Where is it? 21 points, and C.J. Stroud, his Heisman odds went down. I think he was, what did we say, was plus 220, and I think he's now plus 365. That makes sense. I mean, Bryce Young put up uh, 55 points on uh, Yeah. 
fill in the team, 55 to 0. I think it was Utah State. Yeah, that doesn't really count, but. I, I was surprised about Ohio State. I thought they were going to blow the doors off Notre Dame. I thought they were going to win by 20, 21, if I were to guess. And they really, uh, 21 points was not, I think, the offensive performance that everybody was expecting. They have all the high-powered offense in terms of their receivers. Like, who's your guy? You like the Marvin Harrison Jr. guy, right? Yeah. That was your guy? So, and C.J. Stroud, I mean, he looked okay, but I'd be a little concerned, just a little bit. Because, again, don't read into this too much, but Michigan looked awfully good. Now, of course, they play Colorado State, who is a borderline D1 program, but uh, they looked dominant in Ohio State. Didn't I understand the the talent discrepancy? But Clemson did as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Face a no name too, but Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh, Clemson in the first half they were uh, they didn't look great, but then they rallied in the second half, and I I believe they covered. I'm not sure it was close, but uh, yeah, your guy ukulele he struggled in the first half, but uh, he kind of played well, a little bit better in the second half. Kind of cursed him, so sorry. Yeah, right. we we did put the. A curse on him. And then, of course, Georgia, uh, they ended up beating Oregon. They kicked the crap out of Oregon. Huh? Yeah, it was like 50-3, to three, right? Or yeah, something oh, like my that. God. They killed him. And uh, Bo Nix, the quarterback of Oregon, the, the transfer from Auburn, he didn't look good. Georgia looked like they were the best team in the country, the defending champions. Uh, and maybe we kind of underrated them. I felt like a lot of our college football preview, we spoke at great lengths about how well, we Ohio State Charlotte, and Bama. Like yeah, but I feel like we said it was like Ohio State, Bama, Gap, Georgia, and yeah, so I I think we might have uh, we might have underplayed how good Georgia is. Uh, Stetson Bennett, their quarterback, look, he doesn't necessarily uh, he doesn't have the size, the arm strength, or any of the the attributes that we see from these other programs, but he gets the job done. He wins. He's gonna be an interesting case heading into the draft, and I don't know when he's eligible, if he's even on anyone's radar, but. He, uh, he's an interesting candidate because he's one of those guys that always wins, sort of like A.J. McCarron was at Bama coming out. Like, doesn't really have the traits, but just, just wins. Like Tua? <laughs> another one, to... yeah. Jake Fromm is another one that came to mind. I, I love Jake Fromm. I thought he was going to... It's going to be an ex-Josh Allen. I thought yeah. he was going to be better than Josh Allen. Who, Jake Fromm? Yeah. I liked him in college. What did he fall in the fourth or fifth round? He was on the Bills, right? Yeah. Bills drafted him, but I believe he got cut. Um, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. I don't think but, yeah, he moved to the practice squad, or I know Case Keenum's the the backup over there, but yeah, tough for Jake Fromm. Any other college football points you want to hit on? Pat McAfee's going to be on uh, ESPN's College Game Day. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, TJ might be crying. I think he's leaving uh, WWE for a while. Yeah, he is. So uh, I, I guess on his show he talked about it, and he's like, "Look, I was down to do both." So he typically does SmackDowns, which is Friday nights, and of course, College Game Day is Saturdays, Saturday mornings. So it would have been difficult to kind of do the red eye flight every single week. So apparently WWE was just like, we're we're not going to put you through that. We're not going to put your family through that. Just come back when college game day is done and by like whatever it is, January. I, mean, so I thought Mac- that was interesting. Yeah, Pat McAfee is the best in the business. He would have did it though. He would have oh, did yeah, it in no, my opinion. He definitely yeah. would. He would have did it and it felt like ESPN probably didn't have an issue with him because they hired him for that specific role and they didn't tell him to quit WWE. So... And he probably I mean, asked, I don't even know who's in charge anymore. It's not Vince McMahon, but he probably asked him Triple H. for that job. Yeah, Triple H, yeah. Yeah, and look, I mean, he was good. I mean, I, I'm not the, the biggest wrestling fan, but like he's, everyone loves him. Yeah, everyone does love him. Yeah, I, I love McAfee. Yeah. And game day, that's the go-to for me if I'm watching that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. 
One last uh, college football point. Bring it. Houston, the uh, team that I put uh, fourth plus uh, whatever. Carmen. 5,000, I think. Yeah. They all won in overtime. I don't watch one look at that game. But... They won. Yeah. They won you in overtime. I don't even know who UTSA is, but uh, yeah. Look, Carver comes at you say, look, Car. You had Utah as your number four seed. I had Houston. Utah lost. Houston won. There Let's it go. is. Peters, Houston is still alive. The Cougars, one more week. See if yeah, they keep going. They're ranked 25 in the country. Yeah, they'll move up. They'll move up a couple spots. All right, Peter, let's transition to some NFL football. Uh, this is probably one of my most excited shows uh, for the year for me. I love doing the weekly game picks. Uh, we have a clean slate, Peter. Uh, Matt has cleared the record book. It is now 0 0 0. Uh, for our NFL picks this coming year. Uh, that's good. I felt like that was a good thing to do because that's a brag, Peter, but you were off to a, a slow start and it was tough for you to make up. <laughs> it's so true. I was under 500 for a long time. Yeah, but it, it don't matter anymore. Uh, you are cleared slate zero 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 for both of us. So for this show, we're going to give you five uh, picks against the spread uh, along with one survivor pick. Uh, if you're in a survivor pool, if you're in a work survivor pool, I know Peter's doing one for his mother. So, uh, yeah, that's some good stuff. We're going to give you all those in this show. Uh, along with our premium pick of the week, we're going to get back to doing that. Uh, Peter, I feel like you were pretty good in the premium picks. I used to suck at those. Like I feel like I'd be 4-1, and one, but I'd be 0-1 oh in my premium pick. So maybe, How far uh, did we get with Survivor last year? Obviously, um, obviously we lost. Yeah. We have to go in the Mac Mac Cooney archives for. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't even know who got was better. Unless we got out the same week. We might have got out the same week, but this I tell you, week one is always the most difficult week because you kind of. I don't like this board at all. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, would you want to do the survival pick last or first? Would you prefer? We can do it first since we're talking about first. All right, yeah. So, uh, Peter, why don't you give me yours? Yeah. So. I don't, I don't like the sport at all because I, I usually don't like picking road teams, and they're all road teams, except the Titans versus the Giants, and I don't want to pick the Titans over the Giants. So I have the Colts over the Houston Texans. Uh, twice they faced last year. Uh, one game that uh, sticks out was like 41-0. to So I, I think the Colts can beat the, the Texans. I don't like any of the other thing. I mean, Ravens versus Jets, that should be easy. I mean – the sneaky game that everyone's going to get out on, I think the Bears are going to be the 49ers in week Ooh. one. I think it's going to be the Jags of two years ago. The Bears are going to win week one. Because that was my first inclination, and then I was like, no, can't do that. Yeah, Peter, I second you. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this board either. I don't like, especially in in sports betting or survivor pool, whatever you want to call it, betting like road favorites, I mean, it's – uh especially in division, it can get kind of dicey. Uh, and there's a lot of that in this board. So like off the top, um, Falcons are big dogs at home against the Saints. Um, the Texans are big dogs at home against the Colts. Um, Who else am I forgetting? Um, I know you mentioned the Niners Bears. That's not really in division, but uh, the Vikings are underdogs against the Packers. Uh, that's a little bit of a closer spread. That's not really a a touchdown or six points or anything like that. But moral of the story is there's a lot of road favorites this week, which is very, uh, it's different from what we're accustomed to. So I think this week is going to be a chaotic week. And Peter, I actually get a stat for you from the action network in week one. There are 10 home underdogs 
Uh, that's the most from an opening week since the NFL moved to a 16-game schedule in 1978. Oh, wow. That's crazy, right? And you know what? Looking at this board, I, I get it. I fully, absolutely get that. I feel like we're kind of projecting and going against some of these home teams, and that's can be problematic. For me, I'm going to go different, Peter. I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Jets here. Zach Wilson's going to be out until at least week four. Uh, Joe Flacco, I don't believe it's going to be his revenge game. Uh, and it feels like the Jets, to me, like they already have injuries to the offensive line. Joe Flacco didn't look good in the preseason. Uh, the Ravens, they're finally healthy. I think they're going to put some things together. And I like the Ravens to win this game. I think this one is going to be the one that I'm going to go with. Again, the Ravens are going to MetLife on the road. Don't love it, but I'm going to do it. I'll go with the Ravens. Well, they usually uh, beat up on terrible teams. Yeah. Like, always. Maybe I'd feel differently, Peter, if maybe if, if Zach Wilson was starting, but I don't think so. I, I think this is – I like the Ravens in this spot. Um, I feel yeah, I like they're healthy. I don't get what the Jets are doing. I don't know why they start Joe Flacco. I mean, he is a veteran. He can uh, do stuff on the line. You like Mike White? But they're not – well, I mean, he's not even on the team anymore. Oh, yeah, true, 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 yeah. They got that other kid, but like you like Mike even, White, they're not even trying to win. I feel like they're just trying to float. Yeah, it's so Robert Saul is in a difficult, he's in a difficult position because look, the Jets, of course, have struggled for years upon years. Now they draft a quarterback who, in theory, they like. He gets hurt in preseason, avoided a major injury, so you have that going for you. But it feels to me they didn't address the offensive line as much as they should have. Becton's already out. Shocker. So yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. He likes shocker. Like you couldn't have projected that. And then they got to overpay for uh, who do they overpay to bring in? I don't even remember who was it. They gave someone $11 million coming to play tackle. I forgot who it was. Names escaping me, but whatever it was, they brought in someone to overpaid older tackle. They paid him like 11 million to just be a body there. I just, I'm not in love with this jets team at all. Like I think we both had him at like four or five wins. Uh, I'm not sure I'm a believer in Robert Sala. And I know what I'm going to get from the Ravens. Last year, I know they were 8-9, and nine, but they had injuries across the board, whether it was J.K. Dobbins, uh, Humphreys, whether it was Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson was banged up. Like, they had injuries throughout the entire roster, offensively, defensively. They were just banged up. And this year, fine, look, they're healthy. I understand that there's some questions about receiver. They traded away Marquise Hollywood Brown. I like Bateman. I like James Prochet. I like those two guys in particular. Uh, Mark Andrews, of course, is still there, and I expect him to be a focal point in the offense. And I think Lamar Jackson is on a mission. Uh, unless we're wrong, as we record this on Wednesday afternoon, Lamar Jackson has yet to receive a contract extension. Uh, he talked about in his post in his uh, post training camp um, interview today with the media that negotiations could go until Friday. So again, he still could resign, but let's just pretend he isn't resigned. I think he's gonna. Be a man on a mission, and I think it's going to start off with the Jets. I think they're going to blow them out. I think they're going with like forty-two to ten or something. Would not be surprised. Not be surprised. And, and the Jets have won. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then congrats on the Jets and the Houston Texans on winning their Week One game. Nice. Yep. All right. So Peter, let's get into our picks against the spread. Uh. So yeah, let's get into it. We're going to give you five picks, Peter. Uh. I'll let you want to go one and one. Do you want to give all your five, my five? How do you want to do it? We can do one and one. One and one. All right, Peter. Floor is yours. All right. First uh thing is Ravens minus seven. You said a lot <laughs> of the things that I was going to say, but yeah, I mean Joe Flacco. I don't think he's the answer. The only reason why I think he's starting is veteran presence and stuff you can do with the line. And maybe he knows the Ravens playbook. He was in there for a long time. 
But I, I think that Omar Jackson and company are just going to wipe the floor. So, All right, Peter, I'll, I'll stick with this too. I'm going to go Ravens minus seven. That's my survivor pick, and it's going to be my premium pick of the week. So I'm triple down. On oh, Ravens, nice. Tripling up. So everything's on the Ravens. Uh, like you said, uh, Joe Flacco, backup quarterback here. I just – healthy Ravens team. I, I just – this is a good spot for the Ravens. It's a good spot to really show the league that, hey, we're still here. Just because we didn't win the division last year, we're not out of the picture. Like, hey, Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC North isn't yours for the next decade. We're still here. So – I like the Ravens here, minus seven, statement game, premium pick of the week, and survivor pick of the week. Boom. Well, uh, I'll uh, triple down. I mean, my premium pick of the week, Colts minus seven, Colts uh, survivor. And in this, I mean, like I said before, I, I think they're going to win it by a lot. Texans really have nobody. I mean, I love Damian Pierce, but that's about it. I think they're going to have a top five defense. Davis Mills might not be the answer. We'll see. I don't think they're expecting him to, but sorry, no, but. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you triple down in two, huh? Look at that. Watch us both be wrong here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I'm going to go with the game tonight. I'm going to go with the Rams plus two and a half over the Bills. So, look, it feels like everyone, like everyone, Peter, I don't know, like, have you seen everyone pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know, 25 everybody. experts. I think it was like 17 or something. In all of NFL Network's crew, every single one of them, and I was listening to the Rich Eisen show on Wednesday, and he was just like, look, like, we don't know who each of us is going to pick. Like, it's all independent. We don't know. We all give our picks, and they all pick the Bills. I was looking at the Ringers' predictions. 90% of them picked the Bills. ESPN, same thing. So, I'm not saying the Bills are going to suck this year or anything, but it just feels like when everyone's picking the Bills, it usually doesn't end well. Uh, and it feels like everyone's picking the Bills to win this game. Um, and the Rams, look, they just won the Super Bowl. They're underdogs. Uh, and I like them in this spot. Sean McVay in week one. Uh, he's never lost. I believe he's like 6-0-1 or 4-0-1 against the spread in his career in week one. Uh, I think the Rams are going to come in motivated here. Uh, Bills flying cross country. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're going to play in a Thursday game. Uh, and look, it feels like, so look, uh, again, from Action Sports Network, uh, the Rams are the sixth Super Bowl champion listed as an underdog. Uh, and the last one that, actually lost with 2018 Eagles. So everyone has covered or won since. So they're four and one against the spread in the same situation. So I like the Rams here, plus two and a half. Yeah, and they're at home. They have the trophy thing. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I must pick that. That was on my short list. Next one, 49ers minus seven. Bears are going to be the worst team in the NFL. They can't block for Justin Fields. When you watch any second of the preseason, he's going to get killed. They have no uh, receivers. They have uh, Mooney. That's great. But I mean, if you're going to start out Nikhil Harry out there, so He's hurt. Don't worry. He's hurt. Is, well, I, okay. Eventually. <laughs> but eventually. Yeah, I think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. So, Boom. Simple as that. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with an underdog here again. I'm going to go Falcons plus five and a half over the Saints. The Saints are another team that a lot of people are gravitating towards. Uh, Jameis Winston is healthy. Uh, Mike Michael Thomas could play. Uh, the Saints are clearly more talented than the Falcons, right? I think we can both admit that. Marcus Mariota is going to make his first start with the Falcons. Uh, his first start in week one over the last, what, three, four years, whatever it is. Uh, the Falcons clearly have deficiencies other than <laughs> other than uh, Kyle Pitts, right? So the Falcons roster definitely does not match up with the Saints roster. But, Peter, uh, this, is what I, this is why I'm going to take the Falcons here. Falcons are at home. I like the, like I said before, I like the home in-division underdogs. I feel like there's some good value there. Uh, first. Head coach for Dennis Allen. 
Uh, he's the new head coach of the Saints, so there could be a, a kind of learning curve there. Jameis Winston, his first game from that big uh, gruesome injury for the ankle injury. So, again, could he be limited? Could he not look like himself early on? I'm not saying the Saints are going to uh, – are going to lose this game, but I think the Falcons can cover. I think the Falcons can make this a three-point game, muddy the game up, run the ball a lot, and I think the Falcons can make this a three-point game. I like them Falcons plus five and a half. I agree with that. Uh, I'll, I'll double down on you. Falcons plus five and a half. In this season predictions, I think I said they might be the worst team in the NFL. I'm, I want to retract that. I forgot they won like seven games, and I feel like they're getting way disrespected. Right? Like... Their receiving core shouldn't be worse than last year. They didn't have uh Calvin Ridley at all. I mean Russell Gage, you can say he's worse than Drake London, and then still have Kyle Pitts, still have Cordell Patterson. They're not. I mean their defense. They have those two good cornerbacks. Yeah. Yep. So they shouldn't be as bad as I thought they were going to be. And five and a half points are a lot of points, especially in division, as you said. So yeah, and look, uh, I I feel like I've been higher on the Falcons than most. And I don't want to overplay. Like I think the Falcons are gonna. Well, you win put games. put them as the over. I think. Yeah, I did. I I had them winning. I believe six. I think they can win six or seven games. Like I don't necessarily rule that out. I feel like I like Marcus Mariota more than some people. Uh, I also look. I think the Falcons secondary can be okay. I think that Drake London can kind of grow and evolve. So I, I think the Falcons can win some games. I don't think Arthur Smith is a complete train wreck as head coach. Uh, like you said, they did okay last year, and especially an in-division game with brand-new head coach, Jameis Winston, coming back from an injury. Michael Thomas could be his first game in two years. Chris Olave's first career game. Like It feels like there's a lot of newness with the Saints. Of course, Kamara's still there, and uh, I know not much of the Saints' playbook has changed because, of course, Dennis Allen just kind of his defensive coordinator is now his head coach, so it's not like it's a huge change, but there is some change there. So I think the Falcons can make this a close game. I'm just worried about the Saints' defense. Yeah, they're so uh, and, and they're going on the road. It's tough to win in the. It's tough to win in Atlanta on the road. Uh, and look, five and a half is a lot of points for a division game where I feel like the Saints can be an eight or nine, maybe a ten win team. But like, I don't know if they were playing the Bucks, I'd feel differently. But it's just maybe it's just, I'm just not high on the Saints as a lot of other people. Some people think the Saints can win the division. Uh, I know. Uh, I know somebody that uh, bet that in real life. Do you? I, I feel like um, eight to one. Yeah. I, I don't want to put any words in anyone's mouth, but I, I thought maybe someone in rough in the basket picked them to win the division. Maybe I'm wrong. Not entirely sure. Probably Noah. So I could see uh, someone. I don't know. Someone's really high in the Saints. I don't remember who it was. And I'm not saying I'm not high in the Saints. I'm just not as high as them. So, all right, Peter. Was who's up? Me or you? Uh, I have one more. Okay, I also have one more. So you? No, I have two more. I have two more. So it's me. Um, I am gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings plus one and a half over the Packers. Uh, look, you won't find anyone higher on the Vikings than me. I had them coming out of the NFC. Uh, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I think Kevin O'Connell is gonna transform that Vikings offense, uh, in which I I feel like especially because look, Kevin O'Connell comes from the Sean McVay tree. He's going to implement that offense. And I think a guy like Justin Jefferson is really going to flourish in it. I think Kirk Cousins is going to find the right spot. I think the Vikings defense is going to be good enough uh, in spurts. And I feel like they're going to be able to limit Aaron Rodgers. And look, Alan uh, Lazard is questionable for the game. I believe he did not practice Wednesday due to a groin injury. 
and of course, the Packers receiving core is in transition. Of course, Devontae Adams is gone. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is gone. Uh, there has been some rumblings about frustration with the young Packers receivers. So I think this is a good spot for the Vikings at home. Uh, it feels like no one's really giving them a chance. And I could see the uh, Packers to a slow start. Do you remember last year in week one, they lost to the Saints like 38 to three? I did. And then they said Aaron Rodgers is over. I think it was yeah. like three interceptions. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not saying it's going to be like that, but I like the Vikings here at home, new offense, everything fresh. And with the Packers team that is in a transition at the skill position, uh, so yeah, I like the Vikings here, plus one and a half. I almost picked that too, but I'm just afraid Aaron Rodgers will just do Aaron Rodgers and just yeah, be he like, he might, he might. Okay, it doesn't matter at anybody. Maybe like forty to zero. But all right, my last pick, I have the uh, Dolphins minus three. There you go, Matt. There you go. Uh, Week one, does make up for the two slander. No, probably not, because I, I'm going to spin it this way. Watch. Week one, I mean. <laughs> Versus the Patriots. They should all mop the floor versus the Patriots. I mean, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, they don't know what they're doing. They they went to Florida like five days early. Don't know why. They, they can't practice up here. That's some sun. Uh, yeah, for, for some sun. I mean, taking days off and with humidity uh, a few weeks ago. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, if you want to spin it the other way, Bill Belichick's had four months to prepare for one team. That's always good, but they can never win in Florida. And uh, Tua should uh, light the world on fire. So if Tua does not win uh, Sunday, are you out on Tua again? I think you've been yeah, out because, Tua. Yeah, I mean, if they won't. You're out for the fourth time? Yeah, because, <laughs> okay. listen, you know, this, this game's going to be important for seeding. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, competing for the last wildcard spot, Miami and the Patriots. And I don't expect the Patriots to come out fast. I mean, Kendrick Bourne might not have been like, what is it? What is his deal? It's gonna be like the fifth receiver. Like, what's up? I think he's the fourth receiver as of right now. I think he's he's clearly behind Myers. Uh, he's clearly behind Parker and Aguilar's at a better camp than him. So four. Yeah, and uh, that that's about it. I mean, okay. So there's a lot at stake for uh, Peters Tuichar. It's like uh, he has like a thousand strikes on Tua right now. It's like. I think he's got three strikes on Tua right now. I don't I see like anybody he... covering Tyreek Hill either. Okay. Granted, I mean he probably won't get the ball thrown that uh, far, but ah. I don't I don't see anybody keeping up with him. Even right, with Peter. that McCordy song. For me, Peter, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Minus six and a half over the Cardinals. Uh another situation uh where the Cardinals are at home, uh, and they're heavy underdogs here, but I am very down on this Cardinals team. Uh, I've talked about it for a while now, or I think they're going to win six or se- like six, seven games. And I think the Chiefs, people are severely underrating them. I understand Tyreek Hill is no longer there, uh, like you just mentioned him in Miami. But I think Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. He's still going to be good enough to beat the Chiefs, beat the Cardinals by a touchdown. Uh, and I think this Chiefs defense is going to be better than people think. The Cardinals, they've been a complete disarray uh, this offseason. And look, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out uh, for this week one game and along with the the following six games. So he's out for six games. And I think the Cardinals are just not going to be able to put up points with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs can win this game by two touchdowns. I really do. I think the Chiefs have something to prove where I I think they, look, the Chiefs have been to four consecutive AFC title games. And everyone's talking about Buffalo, like they're three, they're three-time reigning Super Bowl champions. They're a chew-in, lock-in, whatever you want to call it. And to me, anyway, I feel like the Chiefs are going to take it personal, especially here in week one. Mahomes is going to take it personal. 
Uh, he's getting all this crap from Tyreek Hill that throws a better deep ball than him. Mahomes was ranked number eight on the NFL top 100 list, which is absurd to me. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to take this personal, and they're going to come out swinging. And Cardinals are hurt, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think even Zach Ertz is going to play. Isn't uh, Connor banged up, too? Yeah, James Connor's banged up. It's good. It's good. Like yeah, that. Peter, I, I like our picks, but I feel like Every time we say that, we go all in five. All right, five. cool. All in five. All in five. All, all right. So five. realistically, Peter, what do we? What's what do we? We hope for three and two. What do we want? I mean, for me anyway, I want the survivor to move on. Okay. And my lock to move on. So you you'll take one and four, but the yeah you you need the you need your uh survivor pick. Yeah, and if 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 I'm one and four, that means the Patriots definitely won, and I can yeah. crap on two and next week. Oh, okay. All right. So Peter has different avenues about how he can go about next week's show. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, for me, I, I like my board. I feel pretty confident in a lot of my picks. I mean, maybe I'm going to be way off and the Minnesota Vikings hype, they're going to get their ass kicked. They're going to lose by freaking 24. And then you're going to be like, oh, good Vikings. I'm going to be like, ah, like, I don't know. I, I But I, I feel like it's a good spot for these home teams to really take advantage of uh, some situations. Like I said, I like Atlanta. In Atlanta, I like Minnesota in Minnesota. I like L.A. in L.A. I, I just feel like uh, those teams have some good value. So I, I, we'll see, Peter. Next week uh, should be a next lot of week fun. We need to survive next week. Next week is so easy for Survivor. I haven't even looked. I it's have not even all right. Looked. Green Bay versus the uh, Bears in Green Bay. Okay. Check. Or the 49ers versus the Seahawks in San Francisco. Check. Hmm. Okay. So I, there's a couple different. It's a, the the two you mentioned are already better than uh, last week than this week's board. This week's board is tough. It really is. Uh, and I'm a little surprised none of us picked uh, the Broncos over Seattle. I know it's in Seattle. So, Peter, um, I think we made the right decision here. I'm not saying Denver's going to lose that game, but Seattle's a tough place to play. Yeah, because I just think if if they're, they want to win one game, they're going to That's win. it, right? <laughs> That's it. Carl's going to be like, listen, they, he even called Russell Wilson washed. I don't know if he was joking or not, but. And I'm sure he was joking, but Russell Wilson's in a new offense, new head coach, might get a little emotional. Uh, you don't know. Like I don't rule out Den- uh, Seattle putting all their eggs in this game. And when they like, you mentioned Bill Belichick had four months to prepare for the Dolphins. Pete Carroll in Seattle saw Russell Wilson leave in whatever it was March, got the schedule and whatever it was June or May, and they were like, "Yeah, well, Russell Wilson's coming to town. They'll be ready. The fans yeah. are gonna be." crazy so uh yeah i'm not saying denver's gonna lose that game i tell you what i wouldn't bet on denver for the spread in that game no shot i wouldn't either i no wouldn't shot. be surprised next week you talk about seahawks being one and up yeah I, I again everyone crapping on geno smith this and that rightfully so but pete carroll is still a good coach in this league uh, and again if they were to really ramp up for one game this is the game so we'll see uh how our picks are peter we'll uh Hopefully, like Peter said, we get the survivor right. We need that one right, first and foremost. Because if we get the survivor right, that also clinches one of our picks right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we just got to get past one of those and we'll be golden. Everything else is gravy. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, you got anything else? Uh, Not really. I mean, if, you, if you're surprised, I, I had another fantasy draft on Tuesday. I have no Mike Evans anywhere at all. Wow. Yeah, no. I must have done it. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I told you we'll do the Pittman for Mike Evans swap. I had a I had a fantasy draft on Sunday. I feel like uh 
I, I like my team. I don't, I got mocked. I got mocked because oh, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people, I I didn't go the no running back strategy, what but I, I'll read you my, uh, read you my starting lineup. Right. Tom Brady is my quarterback. Chalk. I got him in the 10th round, Peter. I thought it was good value. Oh, 10th round. Yeah, 10th round, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Damian Harris, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, uh, Dawson Knox, the tight end from Buffalo. Uh, and then here's my flex, op- flex options. D.J. Moore, Hunter Renfro, Michael Thomas, James Robinson. Uh, yeah, not bad, right? Uh, D.J. Moore, right? D.J. Moore, is, the, is he's currently uh, he's I think he's going to be the – I think he's going to be a top five receiver this year. Oh, Peter. There we go. And, you know, oh. I got my – and, you know, Justin uh, – just pissed me off, Peter, during this draft. So, I pick uh, I picked AJ Brown over DJ Moore. Justin chirped at me. He's like, "Oh, sleeping on DJ Moore, kid." And I'm just like, "You know what? Screw you." And then the draft comes back to me, like, because I had the ninth pick, so it came back to me on like the, the yeah. snake or whatever you want to call it. Six picks later, and then I drafted DJ Moore, and I get, "Hey, buddy, I just got AJ Brown and DJ Moore." Boom! And I sat down. It's like, oh. yeah, I love DJ Moore this year. I have him everywhere. Well, I kind of I think CeeDee Lamb's gonna be great. Right. I, I'm confident in that. And if DJ Moore, Michael Thomas, or Hunter Renfro, if one of those guys can really I think I'll be okay. You have another running back other than James Robinson? Yeah, uh not, not a good one. I have uh Daryl Henderson, the backup for the Rams for Cam Akers, which it's not as bad as people think because uh McVeigh talked about how he's gonna limit Cam Akers' workload a little bit. Uh and Mark Ingram is Kamara's backup. Oh, cool, Mark Ingram. So your uh team's cursed. Wow. I hate Mark Ingram. There's a couple of people on the wave of wire that I'm looking at, but I'm not going to. Uh, are you that. worried that uh, Damian Harrison is going to be the starter? You know, Peter. And then you have nobody else. Nobody yeah, else. It, it, is a, it is a slight concern. But throughout the Patriots history, they can't. They never have the bell cow back. So I'm I'm banking on the Damian Harris to get the, the goal line touches, which. Well, are you going to get 18 touchdowns again or whatever? No, this, no. But I mean, if he gets the. I mean, if he uh if he gets the goal line touches, I'm can let's say every other week he gets a touchdown. I feel like I'll take that. Ramondre's banged up a week, so I feel like it'll all even out. I had an opportunity to pick one of them, and I picked Harris. So we shall okay. see. But okay. I got I, Brady in the tenth round. Good value, Peter. Good freaking value. What are they doing? That's what I said. That's I was surprised. I, I usually wait on the quarterbacks, and I was going to keep waiting. And I saw Brady, and I was like, screw it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh. My fantasy that was my family league. So that, that's a competitive league, Peter. A lot of who won that last year? Uh my aunt and uncle won it. This is the eleventh year. This is the twelfth year. So we've done it eleven years. Uh I've made I won twice and I made the playoffs eight of eleven years. Are you running out of space on the inscriptions on your trophy thing? Uh no, because there's a lot of sides, so no, not yet. Oh okay. that that'll be a problem in like four or five years. Oh okay. So not right. It's it's a fun league, Peter. Fun league. See if I can uh, win it for the third time. I got the highest winning percentage in the league. There you go. Years. Damn right, Peter. Most wins, highest winning percentage, tied for the most titles, and made the playoffs eight out of 11 years. There you go. No messing around, Peter. No messing around. But, yeah, that's about our fantasy life. Can't wait to suck. <laughs> to, oh, yeah. When Ramondre Stevenson gets all the goal line touches. Yeah, yep. probably. Yep. All right, Peter. We'll catch you next week. Uh, we'll recap the week one games. Uh, we'll preview and give our picks for week two. So we'll see how we did. So fade us or follow us. I'll follow us this time. Damn right. Stay hot.